Chapter Six of the Girls of Friendly Terrace by Harriet Loomis Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six Elaine Has Visitors. It was Priscilla who, on the way home from school the next day, suggested stopping to see if Elaine had quite recovered from the effects of the Halloween party. She made the remark to Peggy, but Amy, who with Ruth was walking just behind the others, took it on herself to answer yes that was just what i was thinking it wouldn't be any more than neighborly after her fright and all the rest of it priscilla choked down an exasperated sigh she said to herself it was strange amy couldn't realize that there might be occasions when one wanted peggy to oneself at the same time it was not altogether amy's obtuseness which was responsible for the difficulty of monopolizing peggy's society peggy herself with her trick of liking everybody and expecting all her friends to like one another made monopoly difficult if not impossible accordingly four girls instead of two turned in at the marshall cottage the chatter of voices on the porch told elaine that she had visitors and she came to the door in something of a flutter for with all her air of self-sufficiency elaine was shy at heart as is often the case with people who hold their acquaintances at arm's length she was uncertain as she admitted the quartet whether or not to ask them into the parlor but peggy who had caught sight of mrs marshall seated in great state in the living-room and apparently absorbed in the contemplation of a steel engraving over the mantel settled the question by bearing down upon the engrossed lady and giving her a hearty greeting mrs marshall welcomed her daughter's visitors with an air nicely balanced between cordiality and condescension nearly everything that mrs marshall said and did conveyed the impression that she had seen better days and that she would not submit to being judged by her present environment peggy who had a perfect mania for cheering people found mrs marshall's air of melancholy a perpetual challenge and when mrs marshall gave her a chance she occasionally succeeded in bringing a smile to that lady's severe countenance much to her own delight and to mrs marshall's astonishment she dropped into a chair next to elaine's mother and addressed her as soon as the introductions were over i hope you weren't lonely last evening mrs marshall with elaine away i am used to loneliness miss margaret mrs marshall returned pensively it is one of the many hard things to which i am now forced to accustom myself when i was elaine's age peggy resigned herself to listen to a story of past glories while the other girls plunged into a discussion of the party what a fright we all had when you screamed amy laughed but of course it was worse for you than for anybody else did you feel all right this morning i felt a little cheap elaine acknowledged with a smile while her color rose that was all you're not the only one to feel that way priscilla comforted her there were some sheepish boys at school this morning my father is the high school principal you know yes peggy spoke of it well in the middle of the night father thought he heard a little noise around the house and he dressed and went out to the stable everything seemed quiet and he was just starting to go in again when he heard steps outside he slipped into the carriage just to see what would happen and then the door opened and five or six boys came creeping in they took hold of the shafts of the carriage and started off at a good trot with father sitting perfectly quiet not saying a word priscilla stopped to laugh and her audience especially the girls who knew the actors in the little comedy joined her heartily peggy who was hearing of the splendors of mrs marshall's coming out party to which festivity two hundred guests had been invited cast a wistful glance in the direction of the laughing group and then with a twinge of conscience gave redoubled attention to the tale of bygone grandeur 
they carried him out to the new part of town said priscilla continuing her story and pulled the carriage over to a vacant lot and they were feeling so well satisfied with themselves when father spoke out from behind the curtains in his very deepest voice thank you for the ride boys he said it has been very enjoyable but i think you may take me home now of course there wasn't anything else for them to do and father rode home in state he made them pull the carriage into the stable and then he got out and locked the door and thanked them again very politely father can keep as grave as a judge even when he is dying to laugh but as soon as he got into the house he woke mother up to enjoy the joke he just couldn't wait till morning i guess you had your share of halloween pranks didn't you asked amy turning to elaine why no what made you think so when that carriage passed the house i woke up it was a sort of uncanny noise you know wheels and footsteps instead of horses hoofs i suspected that something queer was happening and i jumped up and looked out of my window but the carriage had gone before i could get there but i saw somebody on your porch the boys in this neighborhood were certainly on the rampage last night observed ruth but this wasn't a boy explained amy it was a woman or a girl dressed in a long loose dress like a light wrapper how mysterious that sounds cried priscilla and peggy who to her great relief had reached the end of the coming out party put in her word it's something new for the girls of the terrace to go out playing halloween tricks but it wasn't a halloween trick there wasn't anything out of order this morning elaine insisted sharply it was something anyway i was as wide awake as i am now it walked back and forth half a dozen times while i stood looking and then it seemed to disappear oh girls you don't suppose amy's eyes were opened in a half frightened stare a girl of good sense in many respects she had a vein of superstition in her make-up which was one of her greatest weaknesses peggy broke into a ringing laugh the spook on the porch she cried or the mystery of friendly terrace oh amy what an imagination you have it wasn't imagination at all amy persisted stubbornly it was a woman or something in a trailing dress i wasn't scared a bit i just thought it was a halloween prank don't you think it's a lot colder to-day asked elaine of the company in general her tone was a little stiff and peggy glancing in her direction was surprised to see a flush of annoyance on her new friend's face mrs marshall too had an air of having heard enough about this nocturnal intruder it was necessary to change the subject promptly especially as amy and priscilla seemed disposed to fall into an argument as to what amy had really seen i haven't asked you yet if you'd help in our bazaar have i exclaimed peggy addressing elaine it's the tenth of this month it was the tenth we decided on at last wasn't it ruth yes the tenth ruth replied and priscilla took up the explanation it's for the empty stocking club we buy dolls with the money we make and dress them afterward and it's an awful lot of fun said peggy fun all the way first making the things for the bazaar and then the bazaar itself and then buying the dolls and dressing them and of course giving them to the children is the best fun of all she looked at elaine expectantly but to her surprise elaine hesitated my daughter would have been very glad to help you when our circumstances were different said mrs marshall coming to elaine's assistance my family have always given largely to charity solicitors for philanthropic objects often said to my father we like to come to you first mr elwell because you always give so generously and that inspires others and mr marshall before his business reserves thought nothing of writing a check for a hundred dollars for a worthy cause the trouble with me said elaine abruptly is that it is all i can do to help myself 
she looked about the little circle somewhat defiantly and peggy who knew that this piece of confidence was not in the least like elaine felt a twinge of regret at having unintentionally forced her to make such an admission you don't understand of course none of us can give big things she explained hastily now last year one of the best sellers at our bazaar was as simple as it could be and it hardly cost anything it was only a gingham belt and two dangling tapes and at the end of each tape a square of gingham padded for lifting things out of the oven they really are the most convenient things for generally when the cake's ready to come out you can't find anything to lift it with and so you take your apron or else a dish towel we sold them for twenty cents apiece and took orders for a lot more than we had ready and sometimes you can make a dear little work-bag out of the pieces you have in the house suggested ruth i made a real pretty one last year don't you remember peggy if i had a piece of newspaper i could show you just how it was done you can use scraps of silk and ribbon you wouldn't think were good for anything somebody found the necessary newspaper and ruth hastily constructed a pattern of the article she had tried to describe while elaine listened her color rising steadily the girls had misunderstood her and their efforts to show her how she could help without being at any expense added to her sense of humiliation what she had really meant to imply was that a girl situated as she was should be exempt from any obligations to help other people elaine looked upon herself as an object of sympathy it was bad enough to face the prospect that one's own stocking would be empty at christmas time relatively empty at least but to be asked to help fill other stockings was adding insult to injury yet this hard as it was did not cut as deeply as the suggestions the girls were now making with the best intentions in the world poverty from elaine's standpoint was equally a misfortune and a disgrace she had confessed defiantly to being poor without dreaming that her callers would take her at her word and proceed on the assumption that in her case economy was really a matter of importance when priscilla started in with a description of a hat-pin holder the materials of which she assured elaine impressively wouldn't cost more than ten cents at the outside elaine felt that she had reached the limit of endurance there she exclaimed as if the thought had just occurred to her i believe i have a little thing ready that i could contribute she went to her room a sense of triumph effacing the intolerable humiliation of the past few minutes the sacrifice she was about to make was insignificant compared with her opportunity to silence her advisers and to prove that in spite of the reverses with which the family had met she could be as generous as anybody the article for which elaine was looking was put away carefully wrapped in tissue paper she looked at it with brightening eyes and returned to her visitors almost jauntily it's a little thing i made in the summer she observed casually the irish crochet is awfully popular you know and i think the pattern's rather pretty with a carelessness almost too pronounced she dropped her offering on peggy's knee if that will do you any good you're quite welcome to it peggy was staring with all her eyes why elaine why girls it's a collar real irish crochet isn't it gorgeous such as it was elaine's triumph was complete the girls broke into exclamations of admiration exchanging bewildered glances as they did so she made it herself isn't she a wonder there won't be anything at the bazaar to compare with it that ought to bring a splendid price just think of the dolls we can buy with all that money it's gorgeous repeated peggy she looked from the dainty article in her hand toward the giver really elaine she hesitated it's too nice it's more than you ought to give an instant reappearance of elaine's old hauteur convinced peggy that she had blundered 
if i am going to give anything elaine said with dignity i want it to be nice the tactful peggy abandoned her well-intentioned effort to prevent what she felt sure was a piece of reckless generosity well you've done it she laughed it's pretty certain that we won't have anything else nearly as nice as this and elaine you'll help us the day of the bazaar won't you there'll be lots to do selling the things and serving the ice cream and being nice to people who come in elaine having reinstated herself in her own eyes by the character of her donation graciously agreed to lend whatever assistance might be further required and then everybody seemed to feel at the same moment that it was time to go priscilla excused herself on the ground of her lessons with your school principal for a father she explained you can't afford to fail very often ruth remembered that graham was going to bring somebody home to supper amy made vague references to letters that must be written they moved toward the door with less chatter and laughter than usually characterizes the farewells of girls of their age at the foot of the walk they parted amy and peggy walking on together while the other two turned in the opposite direction say peggy amy cast a sidelong glance at her companion do you think elaine is awfully generous peggy's eyes opened why it was very generous to give us that collar she exclaimed you know that irish lace oh yes i know all about it under amy's careless good nature a shrewdness of observation sometimes cropped out in a rather surprising fashion it was generous if she cared about the empty stockings but something in the way she did it made me feel as if it was mostly intended to impress us oh amy peggy was unfeignedly shocked amy met her reproachful gaze and surrendered with a laugh you funny old peg she said disrespectfully well never mind why she did it our finances will get quite a boost anyway good night and as she crossed the street she added with seeming irreverence i'm sorry for anybody who makes such hard work of being poor End of chapter six